Hi, and welcome to another episode of At Your Cervix. I'm your host, Danae. And I'm your host, Vanessa. And always with us is the chef, aka Lindsay Shafto. Hey, yep. you guys all tuned <laughs> out for the night? You got a little little juice left in your tank to We're rolling in rolling in low, but I have Fridays off during the summer, so I'm rolling in to the weekend. Oh my gosh, I have to feel so good. Yep. Nice. Feels amazing. Do you, you kind of pack it full though, because you're watching your, your niece and nephew tonight. Yeah, my little COVID bubble is my brother and sister-in-law and niece and nephew, um, and they're going on a quote-unquote date, which is just taking, you know, getting takeout to like a beach or something. And so, yes, I may be sitting. But I did no work. They're truly just sleeping and I'm watching a monitor. So it's pretty chill. <laughs> I got my nephew all hyper before bed, you know, like tickling him like an aunt does and then they put him to bed. Oh yeah. Yep. When Rob does that, when he comes into something and it's like, we're winding down to bed and then he starts the whole tickle thing. I'm like, I am going to kill you because <laughs> I'm doing the soft landing. But when you're an auntie, you can do that. Yeah. I'm like, it's my self care. He is like a big form of my I feel like he's the only thing I'm like, it's like pure joy when I'm around him right now. And so I like, so I'm like, if I'm with you, I'm going to get those giggles out of you to hear. So <laughs> they like fill up my, you know, heart. So, but yeah, I mean, I have a, I have two things I want to share with you both. Uh, they're sounding so serious. But they're really not at all. They're just <laughs> One is about women's health, which I think I, I share a story in this episode about something funny but it's actually another one that is actually gave me more anxiety so this is a little more serious i as danae and venison both know i pride myself on having pretty regular periods since the time i started um what's that first period called again i feel like it what is it menarche 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 yeah yeah i'm right okay uh, <laughs> since since then so regular and never missed one and a week ago, which is not when I'm supposed to have my period, I started spotting. And I occasionally will very lightly spot. And when I mean very lightly, I mean like a hue of pink during ovulation, but like hardly ever. That is very rare. But this was like, you know, blood. And I was like freaking out. My hypochondria was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying, you know. Um, and basically it was weird. It was, it was not enough to soak my underwear, but when I would wipe, there was a good amount of blood on the uh, toilet paper and it happened for like three or four days and then it went away and it caused me, it was really stressful. But in this episode, we kind of talk about where we go to get information and I refused to Google it because I didn't want to be convinced that I was dying. Um, mm -hmm. I think I texted Vanessa and you were like, Oh, did you start anything new? And I'm like, no, like the only thing I can think of is I had a very stressful day, like a few days before. Um, so time will tell. I'm supposed to get my period like today or tomorrow and I'm really hoping I get one. So I don't know. That was kind of stressful. I don't know if this has happened to either of you, but it was weird. Did you have, have you ever had, that's how it happens to me sometimes. And it's, you, I found that it's usually correlated just because I had that one exam that one time after I had bled a little bit that I had a ruptured cyst, but I have no idea. But then now when I get spotting, I will sometimes have a really, really bad pain. Yeah. And I think, oh, that's the 
cysts rupturing. So if you didn't have pain, that would be a little more mysterious to me. But I also have had spotting without pain, and the doctor thinks it was a cyst too. So yeah, yeah, I figured it out. Oh, it, it seemed to me like a lightning bolt while you were telling me the whole story again just now. Okay, what's I think it's your diet changes. Yeah, it I did think that. Screaming because you had been you made a pretty stark change in like that same time frame two weeks, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. With whole 30. Yeah. And then this, this bleeding happened two weeks into that, which yeah. makes very, very clear. And I was like, I agree. I was thinking, okay, it's food change. I was also having some bowel things, which is a big sign of like changing in food. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but I was like also had a very, very stressful work day where I haven't felt that physical manifestation of stress. I mean, in a very long time. And then it was like kind of all at one time. All this was oh, happening. totally. Yes. I remember this. Yeah. You were yeah. talking about so, um, anyway, it was just, I mean, I have to be honest, I was very like stressed out for a few days. Cause again, that's just not typical with my cycle. So I'm kind of anxiously awaiting my period. I really want it to come cause I want things to be like normal. So we'll see. Um, but I also want to tell you guys that I have a new best friend. Got to tell you about my new best friend. Um, and my sister makes fun of me because she's like, it's not real, but I'm a new, my best friend is now Jessica from Instagram, the news reporter, Jessica Yellen. We like text all the time. Do you guys know? <laughs> yeah. I know who she is. Yes. Yeah. She's a, she's awesome. a white house correspondent, uh, for many years. And now she, does what she calls news without the noise. She has like a texting line and she's like, oh, and I support her like on Patreon. So you got to text her and she's like the nicest person. It was just like this big, fun, like random source of joy for a few weeks where she just like was super personal. And I kind of like to joke about it that like, <laughs> I wanted to ask That's her awesome. if she wanted me to like start a podcast for her, like be her producer, you know, like have experience. Yes, have her on this podcast. <laughs> um, but anyways, I do want to recommend her. I think she's one of the best sources I've seen if you're looking for, you know, news is just like relentlessly biased, as everyone knows, and it's noisy and stressful, and she does a really good job at kind of like trying to take all that out and just like try and present the facts. Um, and she does a really good job, I think, my perspective. But she also has a book. And it was really good. It's a novel. Like, what is it about? Um, it's about a woman newscaster in the industry and like all everything that happens there. So it's kind of like her biography, but not. It's fictionized, but it's really funny and super, super good oh. reads. I recommend that. It's called Savage News. Savage News. It's a fun summer read. How often do you communicate with her? This week, I think she's been really busy. I think she's getting really, like, she interviewed Dr. Fauci, like, really big interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was, like, I mean, at least a couple times a day. Like, and she asked me about, like, my job, and, like, she, I don't know. Again, I'm kind of joking. She's, like, not actually my best friend, but it was just fun to, like, have people that you could tell really cares about the people who are listening and, like, listening to her content, you know? Like, she mm -hmm. really wants to know how it's landing. Doesn't she have like a giant following? Yeah, she does. I just wonder how people have the bandwidth for that. Well, so what happened was um, before it was her just her Patreon subscribers who could text her, which I think is a lot less than like what a, her like five digit number on Instagram. Um, but I think now she let her number to everyone. And so she responds a lot less, obviously, because 
I mean, she gets a lot of text messages. That is amazing. Yeah. Linz, you also are doing something kind of cool. I don't know if you're still doing it, but like a way of kind of moderating for yourself, your own social media slash news slash, you know, whatever. I feel like you have a really good, like, set up some boundaries for yourself to stay in a healthy place. And I'm, I'm thinking of doing the same thing. So tell our listeners what you're doing. Yeah, I think um, I had kind of a, what's the word, a pretty hard conversation with my therapist a couple of weeks ago. I was just like really just exhausted in every sense. Um, and I was like, I have to change something, but I like care so much about all these things. And I'm someone who just loves gathering information. Like if I could just read and learn all day, I would. And so I'm kind of a per- perfect person to get set up for like consuming news all the time. Cause I also really care about politics and all that stuff. And so what I decided to do was I use, I got one of my old iPhones out and, um, put all my social media on there. Um, and then took it off all like my main phone that's here has like no social media on it, no news. Um, and so then I like only turn it on during certain times and I have like kind of a schedule for myself and then I turn it off. Um, this week was a little bit, I wasn't say as good. I mean, I still turned it off and everything. Um, I found myself like giving myself a little extra time during my little (laughs) alarms, but I mean, it's a lot better than it was. Um, and I feel like my times are more intentional when I do it. So like, I still spend a long time. Like I still spend like an hour reading news a day, like, cause that's important to me. Like in the way, you know, I'm not like watching all the videos. It's more so like reading, but it's like doing it in a way that's a little bit more focused rather than just like scrolling and like getting the like notifications and stuff. And same with social media. I'm still on it like an hour a day, um, which is actually those two are a lot less than just scrolling throughout the day, you know? So yeah, it's been helpful and I'm reading a lot more because of it. Anything good that you're reading that you're enjoying? Yeah, I'm reading. Um, so you want to talk about race. I'm reading it again. It's super, super good. I really recommend it. I just finished that book, Savage News. And I'm reading The Water Dancer, which is a novel by Hanamishi Coates. I think that's the last one I'm reading. I don't know. I always read a couple of books at one time. <laughs> I have a hard time reading it a couple books at one time and retaining it, but I like the diversity. Yeah. Um, like a little something different. And I tend to pick different genres or, oops, sorry. <laughs> when we're doing a, our intro on Zoom and I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> forgot. Look at these guys. Yes. Danae, how are you recovering? Sorry to segue, but I was just thinking, oh my gosh, you did like a huge road trip and then jumped right back <laughs> to working. Um, yes. Pretty weary. And it's later where you're at, so we don't want to stay on too long while you're <laughs> while you're going to fade soon. But I know I'm like fading away. Tell us some highlights of the road trip. Yeah, so we drove last, a week ago today. We left at 6 a.m. and started driving to Oklahoma from Seattle. So I'm it's two hours ahead here, so it's almost encroaching 11 p.m. So I feel bad. They're like ready to roar, and I'm like fading onto my pillow. I'm literally <laughs> laying down recording this. So, um, no, the highlights, we drove through some beautiful country. Um, we got here right the night before the 4th of July. It's super hot, hot and humid, which is like my favorite weather. Um, 
which is crazy to people, but I love it. And, um, yeah, it just been like right when the weekend was over, I started working again remotely, which is always, um, I love, love, love my job. It was just really busy this week. Um, yeah, but super good to be with family. And I got to meet my um, nephew that I haven't got to meet yet, which was really um, sweet. And it was also really interesting to navigate COVID on the way down because we were super um, conscious about being safe and um, yeah. peed on the side of the road a couple of times and, you know, wore masks everywhere. And um, yeah, it was interesting to to like see what different parts of the country and different states were doing in terms of reopening. Like we went to a mall um, and it was actually an outdoor mall, which is kind of cool in Utah. And in one store, they wouldn't let you use a dressing room because like social distance and stuff. And then in this store next to it, you could use a dressing room, but then they would clean, clean it really good before you went in there. But So it would be smelling of chemicals, <laughs> like really harsh cleaning stuff, which I totally appreciate. But I just thought it was so interesting that two different stores next to each other were doing completely different <laughs> practices of yeah. social distancing and cleanliness. And, um, but it was most stores around most states, we went to quite a few states, New Mexico, Utah, a little bit in Colorado, Oregon, and Idaho. And I would say for the most part, though, there is still limitation on numbers of people in a building. So like, whether that's a restaurant, a store, things like that. So, um, yeah, but it's very interesting doing a road trip with a pandemic going on and you have all your supplies of hand sanitizer and masks and gloves. And, um, yeah, we like, we look like a little medical kit just <laughs> out of our car. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, it was really good. Oh, I was yeah. I was had a mental picture of you guys like in these beautiful scenic places and then like peeing on the side of the road, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, pull over. <laughs> yeah. When we were hiking um on a very huge trail, um it was reeking, it reeked of urine all up and down the trail. And I was like, and I have a pretty strong sense of smell, but my kids yeah. love to like go down a path next to the trail in that right little place to look but it was like filled with toilet paper and people right everywhere (laughs) and then at the bottom (laughs) the worst is that behind the like park you know or the the national park bathroom it was closed you know because of covid right like behind it was the most giant biggest turd you've ever seen Somebody, you you know that somebody couldn't make it. And I'm like, are we like destroying nature by leaving all this human poop and pee scent everywhere as opposed to just like opening the bathroom and like having wipes and having right. one minute at a time or you know what I mean? It yeah, was just, like the payoff. Yeah, yeah. Right I'm not making right. judgments. I don't know what the right thing to do is, but I also was right. like, okay, yeah. So anyways, I thought I had this beautiful picture of the scenery of you guys driving down. You with family, I mean like... Dang, when's the last time you had this much time on the horizon with your family? Not in a long time. I mean, just to be so near to them and yeah, it's pretty wild to like have this 
time where you can just be with them and not feel rushed or no, I mean, six weeks is a really long time. So, um, being near them was really special. Um, and my grandma's here now, so that's special. And before COVID happened, we were meant to see her and we canceled our trip to see her because of COVID. So it's just been really good to be with her and yeah, see her new life with my family and yeah. I mean, as crappy as COVID is for so many people, for so many reasons, like if you're able to, you know, if you're able to see a family member they, in quarantine with them, mm-hmm. like that is special because I do feel like a lot of family you're not necessarily going to get to see again for certain people, for your grandparents or, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's got to be sweet time to look forward to with them. And you're like, you're literally like, you're like a mobile Disneyland for your niece and nephew. (laughs) It's one of those things where, yeah, I have like people like Lindsay and our friend Leeson who are just like the fun that comes with the kids that makes wherever you're at or whatever you're doing so exciting because they have like their adult friends or their aunties. (laughs) So (laughs) every picture you send me, like just this cool that you get to have that time with them and you guys are all kind of quarantining together as a as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're also, I don't know if our listeners know this today, but you're like kind of, I don't want to say homeless because you have a place to sleep, but you, have <laughs> but you are without a permanent home. Yeah. We're roaming around. We um, are taking full advantage of the work remotely. And so we had a long-term house sitting for someone and then decided to go on the road and just staying with friends and family until about October. And then when we get back to Seattle, we'll house sit long-term for someone else. So we're being complete nomads, which is wild. And I never thought I would do this in my life because I'm such a nester and introvert and like downtime and my like space, but I'm just living out of suitcases in people's homes and (laughs) half my worldly possessions or in Vanessa's house <laughs> her storage area. Um, it's not being used by anybody else. So you guys. Might <laughs> so no, it's been good. It's been an interesting 2020 is just an interesting year. Um, but it's been really, it's had its really sweet moments and I just feel like I'm letting go of a lot of things that I've tried to control a lot. So it's been really nice to I don't know, when you do let go, I've been seeing just so much reward in like getting to do really cool and have having really cool opportunities, I think. So totally. it's been good. Absolutely. And one of those things is, you know, I feel like, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I, I feel judgmental and I feel judged at the same time on like what level of quarantining you're doing and like what's your connection to people and how are Mm -hmm. you interacting with those people in your life and um and I think it's because new information is constantly being presented you know like what Mm -hmm. level of safety is there and you know your distance and what level of safety is there in your mask and you know like all that has kind of changed over the course of the time um yeah, but I feel like when I think through it all, it's different. You know, there's so many stresses on different people, but I do believe for everyone, there are silver linings, you know, even if they're small, even if a lot of your life is really turned upside down right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like it is shining a spotlight on the things that do matter, you know. Yeah, for sure. And that for sure is being able to get with family if you're able to, or even just Mm -hmm. to remind yourself, like, I need to tell them I love them. Like, we're not all guaranteed tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, we actually, uh, my, my niece is here and my brother gets to, um, have her, um, and she stays with us at different points throughout the summer and she's great. She does quarantine before she comes over and makes sure that she's keeping our, my mom and, um, her husband who live with us safe. And so she is here joining us and she went on this long hike with me yesterday with the kids and, um, we were laughing because I was like, gosh, I just feel like I could talk to you forever. And why don't you join us on the podcast if it's okay with your parents? So for anybody listening, we have full consent from both parents on her joining us for the podcast. She's um, 15 and she's experiencing COVID and she's navigating that. And we're just going to have a really fun conversation with her. I hope you guys enjoy it. Give her a great shout out on social media. Tell her how much the episode um, impacted you or what you really enjoyed about it. It's a big deal for um for someone to join a podcast and speak as a guest and let alone being 15 <laughs> and so um yeah i hope you guys enjoy our time talking with maya today and as always check us out on social media and um feel free to listen to past episodes and if you do have time look at um one of our posts on instagram talking about some of the things that we're all learning and our movement towards um, anti-racism and just trying to learn and grow as a team um and we'll hopefully continue to um, find resources and different things that have been impacting us and just keep um, highlighting that. So thank you guys for listening and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, here we are. We've been quarantining together with my niece on and off, depending on if she's able to come over. And our guest tonight is Maya, as we told you in the intro. Welcome, Maya. Hi. (laughs) Awesome. Well, our listeners don't get to hear a lot about you because I keep most of your and my conversations completely private. I like her to know that because I think it's important to know if you're talking to somebody that they actually are holding that information um, dearly. So For we, sure. We tend to just kind of banter about our own lives and like what's going on in our own headspace. But we're really grateful. We've been trying to get Maya for like seven, eight months <laughs> because we want to get inside the headspace of a teenager and just talk more about that. We want women's health and all the conversations around mental health every aspect to, we want this to be a really engaging platform too, for people that are of your age. So you're going to be our guinea pig tonight. Does that sound okay? Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can, uh, can know a few things about you. Okay. Um, I'm Maya and I'm 15 and I live outside of Washington or Seattle (laughs) (laughs) and um, I like to take pictures kind of artsy yeah and what grade or did you just finish up freshman year freshman year wow big year it is a big year kind of big year transition to Mm -hmm. the high school how has it been it's been all right kind of not what you expect but I don't know still 
go through it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a couple things as we were talking today and um, Lindsay and I, we were excited to have you on because um, you kind of are, you have your finger on the pulse, so to speak, of what are your friends talking about? Like, tell us how kind of understanding COVID, we'll start with COVID. We got a lot of subjects to cover in our short amount mm-hmm. of time here. But tell us, like, what was that progression like with your friends? Was it like you were hearing something about this potential bug and then how did it end up that you're at home doing all your work um like it was on social media a lot like and like the news and stuff and then all of a sudden like I go to school and they're like talking about canceling it and then we're just at home doing online learning next day (laughs) what was it like yes I feel like for a lot of kids it was like one two three it was like dominoes falling and everybody's all of a sudden at home I mean, tell us what it's like to go from seeing your peers every day to like being home online learning. Well, I think it's better for me because I don't know, I kind of do my own thing rather than like a set of times and stuff like that. I do work on my own time, you know? Yeah. Was it all like organized when you decided to go virtual or remote? Like were all teachers on the same page? Because I've heard a lot of stories about how different teachers had different requirements and it was kind of stressful just listening to it so do you think it was handled well or what was it like (laughs) it was kind of all over the place like (laughs) yeah there's gave us a lot of homework that like didn't really make sense with like what was going on you know and some like barely even posted stuff each day so, yeah. Right. And I will say AYC, we love teachers and no one knew it was happening. I just think I've heard a lot of feedback about parents that I work with and each teacher kind of had a different, exactly what you said, Maya, a different way to deal with it. So it was not consistent. And that was, I think, kind of a shock to people. So, wow. How much of your day in all honesty, we'll just ask your mom to mute this part. <laughs> How much time a day would you spend actually doing your schoolwork? Oh, like maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot. It quick. Yeah. Did you find it was faster to do outside of the classroom or is it just that there was less work altogether? Um, maybe probably more or less work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would do like most of it on one day and just skip a day sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. And that's kind of like college, isn't it, you guys? Like mm-hmm. you, that's nice. When you do your studying, obviously you have classes, but way less time in class as opposed to like all day from high school to like transition. But this whole experience you've said to me has made you think maybe I could do remote learning online. Yeah. Without the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder right. if <laughs> your other friends said they would do that. Some, but like, I think people usually like high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say I was one of those people. What about you, Joel, or Danae? And, and <laughs> I, was thinking, I think, think Joel is still kind of like the, I know. the popular guy in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, high school, I it was fine until my senior year. That was the best year for sure. So I thought it was really fun. And in fact, I'm going to see five of my or four of my high school really good friends on a couple weekends so I still stayed in touch with um I'm really close to four girls that I graduated with so yeah I would say there was really hard parts but and it rounded out to be pretty positive in the end (laughs) how about you Lynn? 
Are you, do you feel like you're still connected to some of your high school friends and no, <laughs> I had a very opposite experience. I, uh, I mean, I had like a, like good high school experience. I loved my teachers, loved my school, but just never had like a huge, I mean, I just knew a bunch of people didn't have like my group of friends, didn't like going to dances, like didn't like doing any of that type of thing. Um, I loved middle school. Middle school was my jam. And then high school went downhill. I loved college though. So <laughs> my education, like high school. That's <laughs> okay. I think it's, it's been eye opening to me to hear you say that because I think that yeah, I think that high school is such a different experience for so many people and mm -hmm. the social aspect isn't necessarily going to all the classes, you know, because you still are in contact with a lot of your friends. Yeah. What does your day-to-day -day, like social interactions look like? Eh, texting a couple friends, but usually I stay away from like Snapchat and stuff some days because it just gets annoying, kind of pointless, not very many conversations, just like pictures getting snapped back and forth, mm -hmm. which is annoying. <laughs> With your friends, do you do any type, because I want to know this, because I feel like this is really big, in like 20s and 30s, do you do any video facing with your friends, Marco Polo, or is it all text, text? Mm -hmm. or, or, or Mostly pictures? just text and like, yeah, okay. really talk on the phone. <laughs> you talk on the phone. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay. I was like, wow. Dave's <laughs> like, that's a shocker. Yeah. Because I love talking on the phone, but I, a lot of people don't. But then I really, I mean, it depends on the group, but I feel like now people are discovering, like older adults are discovering things like FaceTime, Marco Polo, where they're actually showing like their full like face. And so I just kind of wondered if middle school or in high schoolers are doing that or if it was just kind of sticking to the, you know, like texting and things like that. So that's interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like, I don't know, I, I want to know what the buzz is around like COVID. Are your friends or people you know stressed out about it or is it like oh this is happening but our life is continuing and we're just stuck at home yeah but people don't really care like i don't know they just go and do whatever it's just like a normal day you know summertime hmm. i think that's all they think about but. yeah and that they want to like go and and do things are most of your friends as parents like around like all working from home or uh i feel like it's different for everybody like I don't really know. I think most people just go to work. Their parents do. Yeah. And Maya lives in a different part of Washington state. So, you know, things are different depending on what region you're in. I feel like this is something, Lindsay, maybe you can attest to <laughs> and Rainy too. You can weigh in on that. <laughs> we have, you know what? This is an amazing thing. I'm going to sidebar, but Danae is muted most of this time because she's got a house full of people including your niece <laughs> i just saw a baby go by with nieces and nephews and Lindsay is the sweetest kindest person she's watching her um niece and nephew so her um, brother and, and sister-in-law can go out and celebrate his birthday i think they're just doing like date night together and that is yeah, I like send all my kids out on a walk so that my and I can have like a conversation without distraction. The screaming, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty intense, right? Is it wearing on you girls? I know that that misophonia is real, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what's wearing on me? 
just the, like when kids are screaming and you're trying to put them down or chewing and um, yeah yeah I feel like I'm getting more used to it with doing zoom therapy just hearing the weirdest things <laughs> muffling and then, like you know staticky or the things in the background so I think I am getting a little better a little yeah. a little I don't, I'm, I'm getting not. more I'm getting more and more selfish I'm or decided. maybe I'm getting more angry it depends on the I'm finding that I have a shorter fuse. And so like my nephew today was squeaking this dog toy repetitively, like <laughs> over and over and over and over. And like people like my brother, I mean, my brother, my husband and my sister can just be like acting like they're not even hearing it. <laughs> and I'm like, can someone stop the noise? You know what I mean? And so I feel like I'm kind of turning into a crotchety old woman, but that's, that's okay. I'm trying to just... <laughs> have more patience so what did your niece ask you about your your oh yeah so my niece so I don't have children if you've ever listened to the podcast before but um she asked me today if I was fixed (laughs) (laughs) because she grows up um she has a horse she has a palomino horse and she is a kind of rancher's daughter and in animal life, you fix your animals so they don't have children. And so she said, Auntie Nay, are you fixed? Is that why you don't have kids? <laughs> and so. What did you say? I said, no, but then it's hard because I am on birth control, but she's seven. <laughs> so I was like, I know. I, I was like, I haven't had a surgery to keep me from having a baby. And she was like, oh, okay. But then they want to know why. <laughs> you know, it's so fascinating to them. So, and I think too, you know, she grows up, I mean, in most kids, they grow up in a community where you do, like people do have children when they hit my age. So I think it is kind of curious to them, but just to be asked if I was fixed, I have never <laughs> imagined that was going to come out of her mouth. So. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. I know. I know. On that vein, Maya, <laughs> you be able to disclose any if if a lot of your friend groups or people you know of, maybe not even your close friends, mm-hmm. freshman year in high school, how many would you say are probably on birth control or? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot. A I lot, mean, I, right? I don't know really personally, but yeah, it's something that you've heard about a lot. Yeah. Who? Where do you hear about birth control? This is as a women's health nurse practitioner. I'm curious. Like, where do people learn about what's out there? Probably mostly from their moms or from their peers. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get taught really at school. Not. It doesn't. <laughs> no. It does not. No. Oh. I didn't so learn what did, freshman year. Really, it doesn't. It did for me in high school. It didn't. Freshman, for, but I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm like uh did they have birth control when I was in high school <laughs> just gone no, um in in your school Maya then there's not like a health section that you go through or anything as a freshman you take health but it's very like not so much like sex ed more what was it I, I don't even remember it like it was not very informal they didn't teach that much. Yeah. It did, like, do they talk about like your overall physical health and how to stay healthy? Yeah, mostly that. And they worked a lot on like drugs and stuff more so yeah. than specific. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about middle school though? I feel like all of my stuff happened more in middle school. 
Yeah, eighth grade, but it was the PE teacher teaching oh. us that. <laughs> and it was a guy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We had it separated it's like mean by girls. Girl, boys and then girl teacher, boy teacher. No, it was everyone together, guys no. and girls, and we had a book. Yeah. It was very Really? Weird. Yeah. Did you do With a football three? coach? Yeah, it was for PE. Like a PE class. We went over like all your anatomy, like filling out diagrams. Did you do that? Mm, yeah, kind of. Like we would have like little games and stuff with it, which it was weird because you have to get in groups, but like you wouldn't, you would get groups with like guys and girls. Oh, oh like guys, God. you don't even know. <laughs> it was so awkward. Wow, 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 wow. You, wow, you wow. were like filling like, up parts with like a vagina with the boys. Like you were learning about that. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it's good but to learn. That. I think I that's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I actually think that's good. Think get used to it. You think it's good to learn about it with still awkward though as well i don't necessarily think it's ideal i mean i think ideally my perfect world if our culture was different yes i think best to combine but i think at least girls should learn about boy anatomy yeah learn about girls does that oh, make right sense? oh yeah okay sorry i didn't know that but i don't think that's as common i think i only learned about my girl anatomy i don't i didn't right. learn like a penis and stuff so, right. at least neither did i well not neither so much I. like about them but like you know what they do together. <laughs> oh, I don't even think you learned that, but okay. No. And I went to a private private Christian school and they basically were like, this is a pad and this is a tampon. That was the sex ed. It was about menstruating. It was not about intercourse, if that makes well, sense. We watched like it was, videos. I think we even watched a bird. No. I went to public school. What? <laughs> yeah. I went, to, I went to public school. I don't know. Maya, you go to public school. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not didn't watch no birth video. <laughs> you can watch mine. No, <laughs> that's not uncomfortable or awkward. <laughs> no. We really do want to normalize the conversation, you yeah. know, around it. But I think that mm -hmm. it's just even hearing from Maya, like what they what isn't covered and what is in like what manner it's talked about in, you know, like if your first introduction, I mean, you don't have to disclose what you're your mom or your dad like said about sex but what was your first like who first influenced that information in your mind or presented it mm, honestly I don't even know like I don't really remember I think it was school yeah probably is it yeah I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know to have that conversation and at what age do you have that conversation and feeling like yeah or like friends talk about it but totally. like still that's like weird you know so. I never I don't I don't even know how I just learned about sex I don't know I just feel like one day I knew about it but I don't I did not track back to when I learned about it you know what I mean I just yeah probably tv I think TV heavily influenced it. I TV was like alone all the time. We were just home alone all the time watching TV. I don't know. It just the no Sims game. Sims. You know what? I actually think like the woohoo. You know, like having sex. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's maybe one of maybe my first. And the hearts over the shaking bed. I knew that they were having sex. Like you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it was like so fun. We used to always like. And I was like a little innocent. Sorry, the dog, but ever. Um, I don't know. It's it's funny. But then in college, my friends told me like the more nitty gritty sex stuff that I didn't learn in high school, to be honest. Same, same. When people told you the nitty gritty, like what 
I mean, was it like a sit down or was it like just in co passing conversation or were you pursuing questions? Like, oh, it was one of those like living with roommates in college and everyone just sharing their stories so, of experiences. experiences and then, you know, <laughs> being good friends and asking questions and then they think it's funny, like not in a, in a, like a rude way, but then they're like, let me tell you everything. And then I'm like, okay, sure. And then they told me a lot of things that I had no idea about. I'm on many occasions, you know, yeah, over the course of relationship and time together. Yeah, it wasn't like a formal sit down where my peers were like, I have to educate you now. It was just like, we were hanging out and somehow we were talking about sex. I had a conversation with one of my children that has a penis and um, comes up <laughs> around nine o'clock at night and he's like, I can't go to sleep. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't go to sleep all the time because you like to, you know, run around, play with your toys, bug your sisters. And he's like, I can't go to sleep because my wiener is sticking up. Oh. And I was like, oh. mm. it's just really hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, oh yeah, like Rob, uh, this has happened to you before. Like, what do you do? <laughs> Rob was not prepared and <laughs> he's like well I push it down and it just comes right back up <laughs> and uh, I was like gosh that's gotta be so frustrating like you just want to go to bed um and I was like does it hurt you know like whatever and um said child is talking outside the door right now <laughs> finally I was like okay, well, you know, go downstairs, try to go to sleep. And if it's still bothering you, you've come back, you know, and he comes back like 15 minutes later and he's like, it's still up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so man. finally I was like, I got an idea. Why don't you lay on your stomach and see if you can just, you know, cal calm him down a little. <laughs> he did. And, he, and he later the next morning, he was like, it worked perfectly. And I was like, great. Thanks for all the help on that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was like first time. Is that a normal age where that stuff starts happening? I think he's had that before, lots before, you know, like, but yeah. Be like, yeah, it would be like not something where it bothered him to go to sleep. Yeah. And we're like pretty open with our kids about all this. I'm just like, oh, tell me, you know, like, I'm, we want to help you. We want to help you understand what's going on. And we also mm -hmm. like want it to be normal to like ask somebody who might have information that's potentially correct which I didn't really have but um <laughs> to be able to like get answers as to how to how to deal with it so anyways all that to say I think as a parent I in a parent where I don't have Maya's age children you know or even a junior high child I want them to be like teed up for success in like talking about this and not hearing from it for the first time from someone else or from their peers like I think that's how I heard of it. It was kind of talked about in a negative, like just, you know, don't have sex and don't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, growing up, you know, that was like really normal. It was normal for the culture of that times, not just my mom, but that was like normal. And in Christian culture, even more, there was this huge emphasis on purity and like not having sex. And, but there was not a lot of discussion on like the actual mechanics of it all. And like, consensual you know like how do you have conversations with someone to have like a consensual sexual experience and it like I think they're talking about that more in public high school maybe I don't know Maya you just haven't yet but I think consent is a really big thing they're talking about yeah a lot yeah. of schools I hope I know yeah. that I know the schools I've interned at they do it's oh, really cool yeah and they do it in a 
in a, a way that really highlights that you have, yeah, that it needs to be consensual and it's not just something that happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say May, what May pursued, one of our previous guests has done some work on this too, just on recognizing, um, like partner violence in at a, from a young age to know that that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it something, can I segue Maya to ask you, is it something where like, how do your friends like interact within that setting? Like you guys are all learning about sex and PE or you're in the PE class or the health class together. Is the environment like conducive to actually like talking about it or is it just like somebody's presenting information to you? Yeah. They say like, Oh, go ahead and ask questions. But like no one really does because it's just like awkward. Yeah, totally. It's just like a classroom like in a p like i don't know with a pe teacher dude that's weird i wouldn't ask any questions (laughs) yeah what environment do you think would make it better maybe just like a group of girls and a girl teacher you Mm -hmm. know yeah yeah and a smaller more like yeah private group Mm -hmm. yeah you feel like you would have to know the teacher to feel comfortable or could it be like a school counselor a school therapist school nurse or would that be Mm -hmm. weird not necessarily like no one, but like, yeah, a nurse, I feel like would be the best. But usually they have that, like in, I remember fifth grade when they did like the period talk, you know, that was a nurse, a girl nurse, and they split it into girls and guys and we watched a video, but not in middle school and high school. Yeah. I was just thinking about how it'd be cool to like have people who were like know how to facilitate groups, yeah. like a therapist or someone like that, and like really be able to like talk to the kids and facilitate that maybe that would make people more comfortable rather than these like p teachers nothing against teachers i love teachers wholeheartedly they're the best i work at a school i just yeah i don't know i just think people who are a little bit more equipped you know not are not thinking about like lesson plans and, like other activities in the school day yeah like someone designated for that instead yeah. of like pulling a random teacher, yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Has I, I feel for the teachers like they probably didn't sign up to like sex for sex yeah, ed definitely. You know? uh-huh. how did you learn about like period like you said fifth grade mm-hmm. they kind of was that a better experience yeah pr- probably because it was more like planned almost I feel like the middle school talk was not planned at all it just like got thrown at us but more so like in fifth grade like you knew it was coming and like yeah it's better when they are telling you about period stuff is it something where how was that was that like new information to you is it something you had heard about or talked because you're the old she's the oldest so she doesn't have like an older sibling necessarily well like I knew about it but like yeah, it definitely taught me more stuff, like how it actually works and stuff, but I was already like open to it, you know. Yeah, and you've been hearing yeah, about it been from it. Um do you feel like that conversation that happens in fifth grade and then in eighth grade was that the first time we'd had sex ed? Yeah. Yeah. What do people talk about after that? Like you go to recess or lunch or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, but in fifth grade, I remember some girls were crying about it. Because they were scared? Yeah, I mean, which I get. But yeah. but in eighth grade, um, I don't know. People would just like walk out like, wow, that was weird. Like, or <laughs> laugh or make jokes about it. Like everything's supposed to stay in a classroom, but people don't take that seriously. No. Yeah. 
I know. I wish that the converse, I could wish it could be more open forum, you know, like discussion on certain parts, but it has to be the right environment, the right Mm -hmm. group of people. Exactly. Because I feel like you wouldn't feel comfortable. I don't, I guarantee you no one's ever going to raise their hand and ask a question. So now fast forward freshman year, do they tell you if like you take health and you took health this year Mm -hmm. and they primarily just talk about your physical health. Yeah, and some of the sex ed, and like consent, like Lindsay said, that's a lot of it. Do they encourage you to talk to your parents at all, or is it something where it's like, we're going to give you this little bit of information to like think about, chew on? Yeah, they don't really, they don't really say anything about that, but they did give us like homework to take home and like go over it with your parents, but like no one did it. <laughs> no one did I didn't even yeah. do it. Too. I'm like, no way. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. So would you say, like, if you wanted information, and feel free to delete this part if you don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it, where would you go to get information? Mm, my friends, maybe, yeah. honestly. Or just look it up. I'm going to say you on your phone, like Google it, Instagram, something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if that's always good to look at. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google like some of those things, you know. <laughs> Just don't Google penis. That don't probably won't that. end well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could Google like women's health or like, you know, some more specific words, but you got to be more specific in Google, you know. Talk about how um, your mental health during COVID, like, how is everybody's headspace? Oh, and you can talk about yours specifically. Well, mine, I was like, I really rude all the time. Like I, I realized that like to my parents and to my sister and like, I definitely did focus more on like, oh, what am I going to do tomorrow with my friends? What am I going to do? And I just, after COVID, I was just like, okay, what am I going to do with myself today? What am I going to do tomorrow? You know, how am I going to make my family happy today? You know, yeah. more so that. And I feel like it's been better. That's why I like it more. Yeah. You like who you were? Yeah. Yeah. It made you like reflect on who you've been? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, I feel like it's a huge time of reflection for a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. What are you missing? Like, what do you feel like you're missing in the, from the pre-COVID world? Definitely interacting with people. Like I still talk to some of my close friends, but it's just weird to go to like t- text someone that you like talk to at school, like maybe and just in class, like just mm-hmm. like in person, it's just easier, you know. Oh, that's yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. No, that's that totally makes sense, isn't it? There's so many people like at work I would talk to and like socialize with, but now we're like masked and everybody's kind of hustling to their spaces. It's like yeah, harder to be able to connect mm-hmm. if that but wasn't I, if you weren't texting friends to start. Yeah. I would say like I hear the same things like I work with a lot of kids like your age I would say like seventh to ninth graders a lot of them and a lot of like depends on where they were at with their mental health beforehand I would say people who were like really depressed aren't doing the greatest but kids who are just like in therapy for other reasons they also are feeling a little better especially kids who had like major school stress it's like the first time in their life where like the expectations are gone like you're not really even getting graded um it's like so freeing, you know? I mean, I think they struggle with a little bit of like identity, like who am I if I don't have grades or all that. But like, it seems like some people are doing better, just like being home and like simplifying their lives. Like 
not going to sports and not going to practice and like life it can be so chaotic for kids your age mm -hmm. um so again i think there's like many camps of like obviously where people feel but i will say that it seems like some people take it for the better or the worse yeah kind of depends i would say yeah i know most like some of my friends i know that are like feeling better from covid like some of them like mentally and emotionally yeah, more mentally stable yeah definitely. because it's stressful mm -hmm. to go to school there's a lot of social things going on yeah a lot of things between friends a lot of things do go on at school <laughs> <laughs> using more than any parent ever even realizes yes definitely what would you say like what is some of that is it like fights or yeah there's a lot of fights on my school really yeah people, like just people people just it's just trash. a show like they just like oh, someone's fight today you know but like okay go ahead <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I I do. I feel like I'm like nervous to be the parent that has no idea what's going on in like, <laughs> high school. I feel like it has to happen. I part of me believes that. Like I know as a parent, I'm not a parent, so I have no idea like what that would feel like. But then part of me is like, you guys gotta have a little bit of autonomy where you're like parents, do you know what I mean? I feel like that's a teenage thing almost where you have to have a little bit of freedom because like developmentally you're supposed to be like gravitating towards your friends more a little bit and figuring out what you believe and what you're interested in so part of me is like oh you don't go crazy oh my gosh <laughs> i don't think you think i'm saying that i just mean like i think it is kind of nice to have a little bit of autonomy you know i'm not saying like all the way but that's just my perspective like freedom almost yeah again not too much but just like healthy doses because <laughs> I think some kids are going a little crazy being at home like oh, 24 hours a day with their parents they're like this is not <laughs> normal you know no absolutely what would you say if you can if you if you're able to be honest um have your friends talk about drugs and things that like substances like alcohol and is that something that people it's just like common conversations in the halls like oh yeah people you know everybody does most of that but i don't know there's nothing like i could do about it mm -hmm. oh cool yeah good for you i guess <laughs> i feel like i would hear about it all the time and even in college and mm -hmm. it was just like it's like hey you got to pack a bubble gum <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah i you got weed you got access to other things and and especially alcohol i think it was a big one it's something every generation kind of has something that's they're more curious about mm -hmm. um does your school or do people inform you on like all of that you said that in one of your health classes they talked a lot about drugs yeah there was like a we had like a drug program going on in like health class but people don't really like take it like seriously almost it's just like a joke they don't really care it's like well there has mm -hmm. there's been some kids that like you can tell they walk into school. I'm like, oh, dude, you're high. Like, you're drunk. <laughs> or, like, there was this one time when some girl, like, I don't know what she's on, but she overdosed in the bathroom. Like, the nurses had to go get her and stuff. I'm like, you do not want to be acting like at school. Like, mm. I, I wouldn't, definitely. Yeah, I haven't wow. all the time when I was in school. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, the overdosing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. And like that type of stuff makes kids skip class. 
like a lot like at lunch we can leave so then they just go do that and it's like a party with their friends you know and they just don't come back after lunch i'm like that's why you're going down <laughs> right because you can't yeah you're not seeing the end of the day <laughs> exactly <laughs> how hard is it to get drugs not hard just people post it all the time but yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Just easy, easy. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense. I mean, just think how much harder it was without all the technology. And now you have just so many easy yeah. ways to communicate. Mm-hmm. What are you saying, Dee? Is is the is the drug education like you know how if you have sex ed, where they're telling you about like maybe birth control and body parts and things like that? What is the like drug and alcohol education like? Is it like are they telling you to be afraid of it or are they telling you like what it does to your body or you know what I mean? Like, is it more of like educational or is it more like scaring you to Uh, not do it? No, not really. It was more informing. Like it was weird. It was like telling us like what every drug like specifically is and like what it does. And we would have, we did a, we picked a drug and we did a slideshow on it. Oh, Oh, wow. What did you pick? Yeah, what'd you pick? Fentanyl. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it's like the most dangerous thing right now. People are overdosing mm-hmm. on it like no other. A lot of scary. Like Narcan, like we have to be trained on like how to inject Narcan. You guys are like nurses. I yeah, it's just a no. casual thing that like we have to carry as therapists now. That really that blows my mind, Lindsay. Yeah. Well, I mean telehealth, like right now, no, but like um right <laughs> but oh yeah i mean it's because it can save people's lives i mean it's very controversial but um i think public schools are more on the side of having it um, oh absolutely it's like mm-hmm. absolutely uh, but fentanyl is wow scary. all the kids i worked with who overdosed it was because things were laced with fentanyl they didn't know and fentanyl obviously is yeah i've read about that too when i really scary a lot of the work mm-hmm. we would do because kids don't really respond well to like the fear mongering at all you know like they don't is like the more one-on-one work which i know is not sustainable and available for everyone but that was so much more easier just talking to them being like really real with them like figuring out why they're doing it like getting mm-hmm. to the root problem rather than like just being like, don't do it. You could die. Like, yeah. they're not. Totally. Why would you, what would you, what do you hear most, Linz, on like why people are doing it? Oh, uh, they just like don't care about their life usually. Um, Masking pain. Oh yeah, like, deep family pain. You know, deep like really hard stuff in their life, and just numb. They don't want to feel. They're in a lot of pain usually. I would say most people who are using maybe apart from like marijuana I would that's kind of a different one I would say but any of the other drugs I would say like to, to mask the pain mm-hmm. bad because like they have really crappy lives like they don't want to feel it it's hard yeah like excitement in their life yeah or they just want to have fun not too like escape totally and it sounds cool and it yeah, yeah. and I mean most people do enjoy it I feel like Maya's kind of like my guinea pig because I'm like okay what is she learning what is she doing I'm so curious to like see things through your eyes I really Mm -hmm. am because I know that you understand things about culture that I don't you know because you're growing up in a different time right and it's so valuable I feel like it's really valuable and I hope to do a better job as you even as you get older like to be able to keep that conversation open like wow you know like 
you're there. I had friends in high school and college that did drugs as well. And it was like something I would never talk to anybody else about. It's kind of like, yeah, their thing that influence, but I do feel like it's way more common probably than I even understand Mm -hmm. in in and around you a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I think you're, Maya's always been like super mature for your age. So I think you probably understand more earlier. Yeah. You probably were more intuitive about sex, even though you didn't know like the mechanics of it until somebody like walked you through it. And I think that a lot of students, their first hand is hearing from their peer. Like, yeah. I remember (laughs) on track meets, we would all be on buses together and people, and I had a boyfriend at that time and people would be like, oh yeah, do you give him blowjobs? And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't even really know what it was. (laughs) And, uh, um, you know, all the other things and just feeling like you're learning on the fly, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I know what that is. Or, you know, feeling feeling uneducated because obviously there's different slang. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, something that I also was curious about, and Danae, did you have, is there any other questions you had in, in lens on sex education or um, substance education? Because something we want to be better at bringing guests on that kind of talk to every generation on these. I guess like, and you don't have to answer this. I'm just thinking through like what sex education could look like, should look like, all the things. And I guess I may be more talking about public school because I know it's different with private and stuff. But like, because I know in other countries, they, in like Europe especially, right, they're a little bit more upfront with things. Um, do you think it would be helpful in a sense to know more about like specifics, mechanics? like all your birth control options, like uh, all of that, like, would it be helpful or do you think like, no? Yeah, I think if people really knew what it was and like knew how to prevent stuff, there wouldn't be so much like teen pregnancies, which I feel like there's a lot of at my school. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, rape, I feel like that happens. Yeah. But like people don't realize that's what it is or they don't we like. talk about that, like in, in sex ed? Yeah, and just be like, yeah, don't touch them if they don't want to be touched, you know, like mm-hmm. that's the- more consensual. Yeah, uh, instead of yeah, yeah, yeah. I know just because, like, you know, like Vanessa said, like a while ago, it was like abstinence only that was the model, and that's, I mean, every state, every district has a different model, but like obviously it's moving away from that. Um, mm-hmm. But there's just like a lot of research that shows that offering all your options is actually way more effective because when people, when you say you can't do something, what are they going to do? They're going to rebel and go the other way. It's kind of like COVID, right? When you're like, stay home and everyone's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, we need like strategies to be safe, right? Yeah, Yeah, like great. they did talk about a lot about abstinence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and they a lot about abstinence and they're just like, the number one key to not getting pregnant is not having sex which is true but like, it's true yeah people aren't really gonna like listen to that you know yeah people do what they want it's so yeah. true. like they gotta be figure out how to help them to be safe because they're there's a person people are still gonna do it yeah yeah i think that's an important component in education too is especially when you're talking about the body when you're talking about sex is feeling like you're giving people 
you're equipping them for something that if you want, if you're hoping for abstinence for your children, you know, if I, I know a lot of moms listening to this, um, well, eventually I, I assume most people will have sex or some sexual encounter in their future. It's not, it, it's not a bad thing to talk about, like the, that people would be able to understand what that could look like or how that even works. Cause I even know a lot of friends of mine, you know, who had sex for the first time when they were married, were completely clueless as to how things worked mm -hmm. and like had no idea. And it did not match up to the movies. <laughs> uh, right, Janae? <laughs> um, we both joke around about this on previous episodes, but um, it is, yeah, it's something that I feel like our culture, it, you know, they put a value on something. And so with that value comes the education that you get, not just getting the education and letting people pick their value. Mm -hmm. and decide what is right for them. Well, yeah. I think too, like maybe more conservative <laughs> folks are nervous, like, oh, if I explain all the mechanics and like educate that they're going to be more prone to be sexually active. But it's kind of the same thing as like when we educate students on suicide and things like that, we actually don't see an increase in that happening. Um, it's important to know that. Does that make sense? Like when you ask someone, I'm just thinking from a mental health perspective, like, hey, have you thought about taking your life? it actually doesn't increase the chances, right? Um, mm -hmm. the research shows. So I think that like, yeah, like maybe just, I think people get nervous. Oh, if I teach my kids like how it all works, like then they're gonna do it. I, I don't know, I'm curious. I don't know if that's actually the case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's, I don't know the research on that, Lindsay, but um, I do feel like that is a fear for a lot of people that are more conservative is that, that knowledge is going to lead to experimentation um but i think honestly i don't know maybe this is this is my own personal opinion and i don't represent anybody but myself right now i think that making things a mystery you know like that just kind of says figure it out for yourself instead of helping people and i i for me because i do help treat a lot of people that have stds and or stis sexually transmitted infections um I feel like a lot of people don't realize, or maybe they just need better reminders that a lot of activity can lead to like long-term health consequences that I hope that they would feel educated on, um, on either how to prevent or how to get help when you need. And so that was what part of my other question is like, what if you're having a female problem? Like, mm -hmm. who do you talk to? Where do you go? Mm, I would talk to my mom about it, but like for others, if they don't have that, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe the nurse, <laughs> the school yeah. nurse, or like an older sibling. But yeah, I don't know. It is interesting because, you know, like, I mean, one of the whole premises of us starting this podcast is that we would be able to have guests on that bring good information and have people on that have experiences. And, but what we've uncovered really is like how it isn't full, it isn't really talked about in a lot of communities or in a lot of circles. Um, but where do people, especially people your age, get information? If you think you have a yeast infection, like, how would you know that? And who would you get help from? And would you feel comfortable, like, telling your mom you need to go to the doctor for that and not have her question how, you know, where that came from. And, you yeah. know, um, I think that a lot of people are maybe nervous about that. Like, uh, is mm -hmm. it something you'd feel comfortable talking to your friend about? Like mm -hmm. if you had. Nah, not really. I not. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I know you don't represent everybody, but yeah. I know for me, I would have been totally embarrassed to be like I have a weird odor yeah <laughs> what do I do about that or I have an itch um 
but like Lindsay and Danae and I would all talk about it. Oh, I text Vanessa. I mean, I'm going to share a story later that I texted Vanessa recently. No, share it now. No, no. Are you okay? Okay, I will. I will. Maya should hear this. I was going to say it in the intro, but maybe Maya should laugh with us. Vanessa, you don't remember what I texted you a couple weeks ago in panic? Um, I don't know. Okay. We have a lot of texts, so, and I have a hard time with time, so yes, I do remember. Uh, no, you'll, you'll, you'll remember. So I um, experienced like a fire vagina. Oh. <laughs> I do remember this. <laughs> um, so like, I think it was like, a, yeah, it was like a month ago. It was my last period and I'm due for one. So it was about a month ago. I was cooking and I was chopping jalapenos. So you see where this is going to go. Um, and it was like an hour and a half, two hours later. Okay. I had to wash my hands a million times because COVID went to change my tampon. I washed my hands beforehand, uh, put my tampon in, and then my, everything is on fire. My inside of my vagina, like that labia, and I was like, oh, and I like freaked out because I thought something was like wrong. I didn't even think it was that. And so I texted Vanessa right away, like my vagina's on fire, what do I do? And I found, I figured it was the jalapeno. And what, and what helped you, Lynn? The coconut oil. Vanessa told me to like lather it in coconut oil, which I actually had. And it took like, mm, like 30 minutes and it was like pretty much gone. It was like over an hour until it was like, but I was pretty traumatized. Like I was so scared to put the tampon in for like a day. <laughs> and I was telling my friend, like I, I use the menstrual cup probably like every other month. I'm still getting used to it. Oh yeah. God, I wasn't using it because you have to put it so much further up. Like it would have been a nightmare, but that was my like fire vagina story. And I, oh, man. Uh, like, <laughs> what do, I do? do most of your fr- girlfriends wear tampons or do they even talk about it? Yeah. I talk, I talk about it with my friends. I don't, I'm scared. Did you teach each other because this was such a thing in middle school, high school, like outside the bathroom, inside the bathroom with your friends. I mean, I wouldn't know, but okay. probably I would think so. Yeah. I didn't do it until high school, just so you know. I didn't either, actually, in, like, the end of high school. <laughs> and I played a lot of sport. I just didn't feel comfortable. I felt like, like, and everything hurt. So I was, like, I wasn't trying to use super, super jumbo. I was, like, going for the skinniest little thing you could find. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that something that your that friends talk about? Like, how do you do the, how do you put in tampons or menstrual? Anybody even use a menstrual cup? I've even heard of one. I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. No one, I don't think uses it from yeah. where I'm from. I don't feel like your age group does. Yeah. And it is something where you kind of have to, right, Lindsay, you have to be familiar with your anatomy to kind of figure out how to get it in there. Oh yeah. I mean, it's quite, yeah. It's empowering though. Like it was empowering for me once I was like, oh, cause I was so scared to like, it was really scary just because like you know nothing but a tampon has been in my vagina and so it's very scary because it's so huge right it's like looks huge and looks painful but but you've learned it I feel like yeah oh yeah I have I just feel like I've been like anything hard right now anything harder than like day-to-day life I just am like I can't be bothered like I don't want to like deal with the putting a menstrual cup in you know what I mean like when I'm on my period I'm like ah I'll just put a tampon in so the menstrual cup isn't hard itself, but it is. Oh yeah. I, if I was at home, I would show you, but it's like, I think we have a picture on social media of you and the name. It's, it's like silicone. <laughs> like anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's asleep. He's like, you do. 
What is that? Oh my goodness. Well, looking forward to the future, do you tell us like, what are you feeling about like, not even post COVID because we obviously all never, none of us know when it's going to like end or what the state of the world will be like. But when you look forward to like the rest of this year, next year, like, are you, what are you thinking? Are you hopeful? Are you nervous? Mm, Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm looking forward to traveling. I want to go back to that um seeing my friends yeah and just stuff going back to normal which I know take a while but yeah Yeah. you're a big time traveler that's like one of your your love languages is getting out and exploring and Mm -hmm. getting going to Paris Mm -hmm. we had we had so much fun lime scootering around it was so fun do you remember Maya when was it I didn't have enough money or what was the problem where we had to go get money from the great guy yeah didn't didn't the visa or something not work there? yeah and he was like, I was like we'll be back yeah we'll get you money and it took us forever <laughs> on lime scooters yeah 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 we were on lime scooters and then he was like shocked when we came back with the money because we were gone what like at least 30 minutes yeah something like that <laughs> the, lime, the lime scooters are back in our little area of seattle and i couldn't be happier so we love that. We love exploring. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like if you continue in online education or what is it? Distance? What, is, what do you call it? Remote learning. Remote learning. <laughs> How will you still stay connected to your friends? Like if some of them go back to school or do you think? Eh, phone, probably texting, but I don't know. I don't really care. mostly. <laughs> <laughs> like if, I don't know if they really felt the need to like, reach out to me I feel like they would I don't know I just hate being the one to always text them you know yeah yeah no for sure Quinn and I were sitting here talking earlier today and she's like what we were talking about love languages we're talking about all of our friends all of you guys like what's our love language and I was kind of telling her how people receive love and how they feel loved and we both didn't know what yours was (laughs) do you know the love languages I don't really I don't know what it is really yeah it's basically like Danae, you might have to chime in here on all of them or, or Lindsay, but they're like different ways. Not all, it's not exhaustive, but like that people receive love. Like some people, it's words of affirmation. Some people, you know, like to be told like in those words, like you're amazing and I love you. And cards, yeah, writing. Some people are quality time. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, spend time with me, give me your full attention. Let's do something together. Some people are um, touch. Yeah, and just like massage or a big hug, like Leeson is yeah. a big touch. She loves to have big hugs and kind of, I'm trying to think, yeah, Ryland might be one of those. Service. Acts of service, yeah. And so Quinn, Quinn says, so like Nana and, and Bob, like painting the house, you that makes you feel loved? And I was like, Definitely. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. I feel so loved. Uh, what we, what, am I missing one? Gifts. I feel like gifts. Oh, I do love gifts. Yes. Hmm. Where would you say you land? I don't know. I don't know what my love language is. Okay. Okay. We're going to be continued on this. I'm going to find out. I'm going to keep trying them all out. <laughs> this hugger, grabber, be like, do you like this hug? <laughs> Does this make you feel? I asked Quinn what made her feel loved. And she sat and thought for probably like two or three probably maybe at 30 seconds. That's probably exact amount. And she's like, you know, when I get up in the morning and I come up to see you and Shep 
and you both look so happy to see me. Oh, and I was yeah. like, yes. <laughs> sweet. He's like, and usually I get to give you both a big hug. And I was like, you know, trying to hold back all the mom tears and just <laughs> how she needs that like connection, right? When she gets up that she's valuable and she's needed and she likes that touch. And so, yeah, we were, that was our segue into like trying to figure out what your love language was. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> we think Maya is an Enneagram too, even though you're still figuring out who you are and what you want to, what you want to be to the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's been super fun. This, this week we went on a long hike. Yeah. How would you say my grouchy level was? Not that bad. Really? I could handle it. Oh yeah. my gosh, I could have for sure. You can be fully transparent and honest. No. These are my friends. I like I could tell you were grouchy, but like I wasn't like, oh, I was just like, yeah, I get it. You have a baby. You're walking like up these very hard <laughs> rock stairs. I'm like, I was just like, it's okay. Oh my gosh, you guys, I almost lost my marbles yesterday. Did little like Viva go too? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, all four kids. Maya, who was exceptionally helpful and actually because I couldn't see over the carrier and it was super steep walking down this like rock wall kind of. Um, that she would literally go before me and like, you know, brace the next step and then I'd lean on her and we walk down together. You guys, you know how it's supposed to be like twice as fast coming down a mountain as it is going up? opposite what did you say <laughs> probably yeah it took us like probably i would say twice as long to come down as it did to go up wow but mainly because i was afraid of you know obviously falling with shep and then we had kids that were like tripping on rocks and stuff but it turned into a seven hour excursion yeah hour drive each way and then a five hour hike it was worth it though <laughs> wasn't it beautiful yeah it was fun maya's exceptionally good at photography maybe we'll feature a couple of your photos if you go <laughs> up for it and tag you on social media and um it's fun because i would stand next to her and we'd be taking pictures of the same waterfall and i would look at her picture and be like wait what <laughs> how is this the same place we were standing and i'm like trying to like make sure obviously kids aren't falling in the waterfall but like my pictures are like terrible so usually i actually steal yours whenever we do trips together <laughs> I'm like, Maya, can I have some of your photos? Because they're way better. (laughs) If your peers were listening, not even your peers, if people your same age were listening, Uh what would you want them, what would you want them to know about looking towards the future? Like, Mm, be more hopeful. Like, there's definitely a lot of opportunities for everyone. I think people don't see that. Like, I feel like people think they're just stuck where they're at right now, but it's definitely not the case. There's different paths you could take, you know. Ooh, that's good. I'm taking that. I'm going to take that for myself. Yeah. Tell me. I'm not your peer, but I'll take it. <laughs> Maya's always been a wise one. Oh, man. Looking at looking back to your past, what's one, some, anything you would advise or encourage people from that? Lessons you learned or things that you could want to do different or you want to even keep doing better? Mm-hmm. I think like realize what people are telling you like definitely because like dig into that a little bit I don't know people like to give you advice and like when you're my age you just like oh yep all right you just keep going and like later on when you get to that point you're like oh that's what you're talking about you know and I feel like everyone gets that at some point though yeah that's good yeah super helpful well, we want to kind of have Maya on maybe every once in a while, maybe even invite a friend if you wanted, or you could just even host it mm-hmm. and have a friend. 
because we really do want our this platform at, at your cervix to be accessible to every age group and especially feeling like you have education at your fingertips in terms of like your own personal health but like how do you navigate that and how do you figure out oh what i need to know and understand more about this without a really bad google search <laughs> that sends you down rabbit trails into all sorts of things um well we are glad that you've joined us tonight yes she willingly, I asked you many times, but we never had the opportunity of timing and schedule wise to come on the podcast. And I would say you're not like, you're not like a blazing extrovert where you like want to like, oh yeah, I just want to like talk at length about myself, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so we're honored that you would come on with us thank and you. especially yeah, thank talk you. about things that are uncomfortable. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel weird about wrapping up. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, we can actually, we can actually encourage. Um, <laughs> so we have an end of every episode. This is why she we say a little out. jingle at the end. Yes, and but we do hope this for her and her future. That we do hope it for you. Um, but we end every episode <laughs> with a salutation. Is a salutation. An ending um, or beginning? Or a well wish. I a just say wish. a wish for you. A wish for you. <laughs> Whenever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And my uh, may your best orgasm be ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs>